damn. It's a cold ass honky. <laughs> Shorts Une- up for blood. <laughs> Unexpected Macklemore. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Damn, that's a cold ass honky, Blair Mackled. <laughs> How um, much honestly, more was we I forget where I picked that up from because I say it all the time. <laughs> what cold ass honky? Yeah, it's a cold ass honky. <laughs> I mean, it's ironic because Soren is like the the, the I'm second the one... not white person on our show. Uh huh. So you know. <laughs> Yeah. There's there's some irony there. You you would have been right with Honky for literally any other guest that we've had except for Soren. God bless. <laughs> so are we are okay. we done with the Macklin? So, yeah, that was the pre-show. That was the pre-theme song <laughs> gambit. No more <laughs> must we mackle. <laughs> smells like our color sheets. Piss. 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 Don't piss at me. <laughs> One man's shit. That's another man's piss. <laughs> <laughs> the one edit where just every third word is just the uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, um, 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 piss, piss. Well, great this podcast, is... everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's, a big that's about all the content we've got for you guys. Real, real. Thanks for coming out. Stuff. <laughs> well, okay. Make sure to like, comment, God. and piss. <laughs> Okay, welcome to Fear Baiting, everyone. The number one kind of mediocre at, but very horny podcast in America. Yeah, like a lot of just horniness. Yeah, couple. like a lot of horniness. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's just horny. It's just like, you know, sometimes nipples fall off. That so- just happens. Sometimes. And that's, you know what? And that's okay. Um, yeah, but I'm Luna. Uh, I'm Blair, and we have a guest uh, today, one of Luna's friends. Yeah, my Soren. very good, good friend, Soren. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, I talked over you, like, saying hi. You can go ahead and do it again. No, that's totally fine. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to introduce myself or not. Hi, I'm Soren. I'm uh, one of Luna's very good friends. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Double confirmation. Yeah. Guaranteed <laughs> good Luna's, Luna's actually wrong, and I let Luna say that before re- revealing that I have nothing but animosity for Luna. I've never done anything else, and I'm just here to fuck up this podcast. I mean, I mean I'm worried. I kind of worry that, like, everyone I know is like that, so <laughs> suspicion's confirmed. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm but one of the masses. I am the vanguard. The rest mm-hmm. of them will be swarming the podcast next week and the week after that, so it'll be fun. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> Um, Great. Awesome. <laughs> so we have new guests on this podcast. We like to first have like a brief conversation about their like relationship with horror and like. I forgot to do this with Matt last week. Sorry, Matt. We'll 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 get you when we when you come back for Pontypool. <laughs> and like like yeah, just where they're at and like what parts of the genre yeah. they really enjoy. So uh, answer that at your leisure. <laughs> uh. You know, you guys, you guys are honestly going to have to prompt me. I have no idea what kind of specifics we're looking for here. Well, what, like, why don't like, we do this? I, Q, why don't we do this Q and A style? Well, okay. like, I, I know you've mentioned to me a couple times that you're like a big scaredy cat and you don't really deal well with horror. But like, what horror have you? Like, I was the same way for a long time. But like, I still imbibed a little bit. Like, I'd seen parts of The Ring. I saw Disturbia. A couple of other like 
light horror stuff before I actually got into it. Cabin in the Woods as well. Right. Like, was there any? Like, was there anything like you know, like that was like that you saw that was like you would qualify as horror even though it was not like sold to you as such. Um, the most recent thing would be Stranger Things, which I'm watching with uh, a a group of friends, which is going mm-hmm. very well. We just finished the the first season. Um, but before that, but, but, but the last the last thing I saw that was horror. Jesus, that's a hard question. I don't, I don't do this often. I, you know, like you're right. I am a self-described. I'm a six foot four, two hundred pound complete weenie. <laughs> you know, I just, I, it's I, okay. I, I it's don't okay. have. I'm a, I'm a six foot six, three hundred pound complete weenie. Nice squad. Um, <laughs> fuck. I actually, I can't think of the last horror. It doesn't, it's like, it doesn't ex- have to. It doesn't have to be like a movie. It can be like a game or something. Like even like something that. Was, like, um, not I played. I played. Am, I played scary, Amnesia. But- yeah. yeah, that's that's a scary game. <laughs> yeah, and by I played Amnesia, I mean like technically I hit buttons while just kind of trying really hard not to soil myself uh, with a decent <laughs> success rate. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay, so yeah, that's that's your history with horror, then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I got like I oh, oh, if I, in the interest of full disclosure, I got like fifteen minutes into it and then deleted the game. Honestly, <laughs> though, like as someone who enjoys horror. Horror video games are like next level kind of shit, you know. Yeah, I can't deal with them. It's a different kind of feel. I have to watch Let's Plays if I'm gonna, if I'm going to watch them. Same, you know, there's yeah. actually this there's this um kind of like augmented VR kind of horror thing that's coming. I don't know if it came out recently or is coming out. I saw stuff about it um at a lot of places on on the on the internet, and I can't remember the specific details, but that. I, I hope that I can, you know, like, let my better senses talk me out of doing anything with it. But uh-huh. I saw it, and I was like, while, while 80% of my head is screaming, are you stupid? Like, you, you couldn't even watch Stranger Things without, like, taking out one headphone in preparation for jump scares every 30 seconds. And you want to play, like, a, a real live VR kind of horror thing? You'll oh die. God. You will yeah. die. You will actually <sighs> die. And the other 20% is like, yeah, but, you know... Cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. <laughs> All right. So before so before we get to the movie this week, I want to go ahead and talk about uh, a trailer that I saw this week that I'm really intrigued by. Uh, mm-hmm. So I talked with you a little bit about this, but um, Jordan Jordan Peele or wait, it's Jordan, right? Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think exactly. so. Jordan Peele's uh, upcoming directorial debut, or uh, I don't know, no, he one, directed one Keanu, half but, of Key like, and Peele. Yeah, but his first like solo directorial debut, uh, Get Out, which, mm-hmm. Soren, you mentioned to me that this was tapping into like, a very primal fear that you yourself have. Yeah, uh, throwing this out there like really quick, I'm, I'm Indian, and I was, I was born in India, everything like that. I moved to the U.S. when I was relatively young, so it's not that I haven't been like around white people for most of my life, but I will say that like I live in Texas, so um, large groups of white people when I'm the only non-white person around is, is like, you know, one of my recurrent nightmares, except uh-huh. it's not all nightmare because I kind of got to deal with that on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Uh, so this movie really speaks to that. Uh-huh. Uh, given that one of the one of the taglines in the trailer literally was like, I get nervous lo- around large groups of white people. I was like, nice. Uh, the trailer scared <laughs> so- the, it scared the shit out of me. But I'm thinking of watching it just on the basis that I can identify with it. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie is um, the the trailer concept is we've got um, two. I can't remember. I don't know either of the actors' names, but we've got this this white girl and her black boyfriend, and they're very cute and they're very much in love. And she's taking him up into like the like the sub not the suburbs like the the kind of the boonies a little bit to their to her family to her rich family's like cool cottage and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit nervous because he's like, "Do they know that I'm black?" And she's like, "I don't really have a good way to break it to them." It's mm-hmm. Daniel Daniel Kaluuya, who I've never heard okay. of before, and Allison Williams, who I've probably heard of before because that's not a very uncommon name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're on their way up. There's like some very odd things that begin to happen, and there's something very not good afoot and. Uh-huh. I, I recommend just watching the trailer. It's only, like, two and a half minutes, and it looks amazing, honestly. Like, I, I didn't know Peel had, like... I mean, I respect him greatly as a comedian, of course, but I didn't know he had, like, these kind of horror chops as well. Right. Like, what, what's really... What I really enjoy about it is it... You know going in that it's a horror movie, um, mm-hmm. but it takes about three or four different angles before you actually kind of get some idea of what the horror involved is. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of different events... That I mean, it's not really spoiling because they're in the trailer, but you, mm-hmm. you just watch it yourself. I won't say what they are, but there's like three or four different events in a row. Where you're like, okay, is this is this where it starts? No, is this where it starts? No, and then once you actually figure out who or what is is you know kind of pulling the strings there, it it uh, gets dicey. Yeah, it, it just it looks really good. I'm super excited to see it, and I'm probably gonna go see it in theaters when it comes out in um, February. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's February. Yeah, February. Yeah, I, 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 I unfortunately cannot. I'm going to have to wait until it comes out online or something so I can stream it. Because if I go see it in a movie theater, uh, I will probably be thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about before we get into this incredibly meh, yeah, very just, horny movie. Just that. This, just this, the- work of, this work of, you know, fucking genius is absolute complete magnum opus for whoever the fuck directed i don't even i didn't even look up who directed or anything like that because i feel like in the heart of hearts they probably don't want people to know uh-huh uh well we're putting them on blast here the the director was uh hold up the director was james isaac why does that name sound familiar i don't know he's probably done other things um, uh well he directed he directed the movie skinwalkers and he also died in may in 2012 well uh well <laughs> um but God, it can't get yeah, any this, worse for him. Yeah, this 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 movie watches like a labor of love. Like I like I really like sci-fi and I really like the Friday the Thirteenth movie. So this is my fan fiction. You know, this this movie honestly feels like the like someone who abs- like some fourteen-year-old mega fan of Friday the Thirteenth was given the reins to like direct Friday the Thirteenth. And, like, you can tell, like, he knows what goes into a good Thread of the 13th movie, but he doesn't know how to execute it whatsoever. Uh-huh. And it's like, you just, like, you see all the components. It's like a really shittily made cake where you can see the flour and you can see the eggs in the cake. Uh-huh. And it's not just, like, it's not just, like, a cake as it is just, like, a weird thing of just the ingredients pushed together. Someone, yeah. someone, someone looked at a recipe for a cake and then they stopped between the, the ingredients and the actual... Directions, yeah. They just got. They went to the supermarket. They got everything together. They put it all in a bowl. They didn't like break the eggs or anything. They just put it all in one bowl, stuck it in the (laughs) oven, and then like standing outside watching their house burn down. Boy, this is going to be a great cake. (laughs) Can't wait to surprise mom and dad with this one. Like literally, though. Like honestly. uh, oh, so we watched so Jason this X is, this week. Yeah, Jason X. We forgot to mention 2001 slash 2002, 10th um, installment in the Friday the 13th franchise, Jason X. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it one was, where he's in space. It was, yeah, it was very, um, 
It was very... It had a larger cast than I have ever seen in a horror movie before. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry, a larger main cast. Like, yeah. There were, like, 15 people with names in this movie. Yeah, at least I, th- I counted, and, and I remember getting to 18 named characters, and that's not counting the comms from the other ship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and the, the second planet. Like, mm-hmm. these are, like, like, continuing with this, like, like analogy of fan fiction, these, is, these are these... Uh, the writer's like fan characters you know and like it tells because yeah. there's so fucking many of them <laughs> it's like every uh you know they just open yeah, that speak, one yeah but you, you can attest to that speaking of someone who has like eight thousand of those yeah like i know i know <laughs> when, when they started when they start writing the script they just open that one like text file they have from like 12 years ago that's just titled every oc from 2005 till present date and then they just go down the list all right this one goes here and this one goes here exactly like exactly um so so the 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 core the the the, this movie opens and it's like the credit sequence is over like someone inspecting jason's body because mm-hmm. like he's been I, I don't know what happened at the end of the last movie i don't know if this is like a continuation of friday the 13th i Nine. actually i did myself the great disservice of looking up the continuity for the main series which was a trip and by a trip i feel like i lost triple digit numbers of brain cells uh you know while that was going on per second but it has nothing to do with the previous movie it's actually uh, a prequel, a standalone. No, it's oh, a prequel. prequel. This one takes to what? This this one takes place before Freddy versus Jason, and I know that makes no sense whatsoever given what we wait, saw. Wait, wait, in wait. The Freddy versus Jason takes place on Earth too? No, 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 no. This one, I told you, I told you that this hurt my brain. But all I know is that it's considered a prequel, and while the events aren't directly linked, the Jason that shows up in that one is is having done all the shit that goes down in this one. Please don't ask me. I don't want to think about it. You will tax my already dying brain even further. Oh my god! Do you think? Do you think he like shifted back in time? Like he swapped brain spots with the Jason of the past? No, I don't think. I'm trying my best not to think. <laughs> do you think this was a crossover? This was a multimedia crossover between the Zero Escape series and Friday the Thirteenth. Wow. Story. Okay. So so okay. When I make when I make video game references to the most played video game on the planet, it's Sin. And now we're going very very obscure with the references. So when but I yes, but so yes. I referenced Stuck on You last week. I feel like seven people saw that movie. You're right. I've never heard of it, so you're correct. And three of them were you, Luna. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I did actually see it about three times. You yeah. saw the movie three times, making up forty-five percent of the overall ticket sales. <laughs> okay, really quick before before we, I, I don't know if you guys do it like chronologically, or we just jump around or what. But like, I personally just want this to happen. Tell me your favorite moment with absolutely no context whatsoever. Just te- describe it. Don't put it in context whatsoever. I want to hear how it'll sound to someone who hasn't seen the movie yet or anything like that. Just to hear that my favorite part of the movie is when the sex bot is talking to her owner and her nipples fall off. Oh, fuck. That is so good. My favorite part is probably when uh, Jason is, like, flying through space at a different spaceship and the other guy just, like, comes and pummels him, like, to the side. It's Tarzan in space. That's so good. (laughs) The laws of physics Um, weeping quietly in the corner. My favorite is probably when Jason reenacts Hannibal Burris's classic piece, Hannibal busting through, except with a glass window, and then he stabs someone. Yeah. <laughs> it happens more than you'd think, also. Jason busting through. Jason <laughs> busting like, through. Like you think. 
Okay, so yeah, I like that. Um, and then at the end of this, I want to do a thing. I want to do a new thing where we like try and pitch like a new sequel to this. Like we tried to do that. We did that last week, and it was just kind of like off the cuff. But Blair suggested it uh, when we were streaming. And I think that's actually kind of a funny idea. <laughs> I mean, this is a prequel, so there is like a sequel. But I digress. Um, I- continuity in this kind of franchise is going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into it. So they're, they're like, surgically examining Jason's body at, uh, it was, like, Crystal Lake Sciences or something. Mm-hmm. Which, like, no one seemed to get the reference except for Abe. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I to be fair, I've never seen a Friday the 13th movie before, so. Yeah, yeah I know, but, like, is, this the, 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 the name one. Crystal Lake just kind of, like, has, I, I've never seen another one either, but, like, the name Crystal Lake just kind of, like, seeped into my brain through osmosis. See. Uh... But, yeah, so it's yeah. at Camp Crystal Lake Sciences or whatever, and mm-hmm. there's a guy who's... Pl- David Cron- David fucking Cronenberg's in this movie. I know. <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah, so he's like... he's like It's like in Jaws how the mayor wants to keep the beach open despite the shark attacks. The, uh-huh. the, um, the fucking... The David Cronenberg is like, hey, I want to do some science on this guy. We could kill him, yes, but what if we did science on him instead? Mm-hmm. And then the science lady is like, but he's very dangerous, and he's like, I don't care, fund it. And then Jason kills, like, everyone. Yeah, short story, long story he's, short. He la- he lands the roadhog hook and blows everyone to smithereens. Mm-hmm. He does, like, fucking whip a chain. It, like he, No, it's not, it's like fucking Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. He just, it, like, throws the chain through the chest, get over here, and then... He's dead. It's like when you when you when you're playing Roadhog and you do the ultimate BM where you shoot someone first, you let them get just close enough to out of range, and then you hook them and you kill them with the hook. <laughs> That's exactly what Jason did there. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Perfect. Uh, he's Jason got the mask and everything. <laughs> he does. Jason is canonically Roadhog. No, Jason. Jason mains Reaper. He is no, Roadhog. He, he mains Reaper. No, he's Genji. Obviously, the fucking sword is the machete. Listen, listen. Never darken my doorstep again. I don't want to hear that sentence ever again the rest of my life. Don't ever talk to me again. Okay, we're done talking about Overwatch now, sorry. <laughs> okay, thanks. Just, just for context, okay. my, my, my URL on Tumblr is, is Genji Man, and, and Luna makes these jokes at Genji and my expense whenever possible. So, the yeah, the Jason kills everyone but the lady scientist, and she somehow forces him, in, with a shotgun, I think, she forces him into a cryogenic freezing chamber, and she, like, slams the door shut on him, and she's, like, breathing, like, <sighs> against, like, the door, and then just, like, the machete, like, stabs out of it. Like, I get that Jason is Megastron, that machete is not tempered enough steel, that machete is not, like, thrice-tempered steel to stab through a cryogenic freezing chamber door. Oh my god. You so know anyways... What? The entire room goes into lockdown, and uh-huh. she's trapped in there with him, and they both freeze, and then it's 400 years later. Yeah. There's... We learn a lot about our future in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we learn that we can, like, just reattach limbs. We learn yeah. that hockey is going to be canceled in, like, seven years. Yep, 2024. Hockey, it becomes illegal. It, it, it was... <laughs> they don't explain why. No, they, they literally all we know is that... At, Hockey, hockey is gone. It's over, and presumably, it's been replaced with hockey two, where the only objective is to survive. But really quick, on the topic of the machete and the door, as long as we're looking for potential crossovers, and this is a series that is canonically crossed over with, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and everything, mm-hmm. can we can we just consider for a second the machete maybe Valyrian steel? 
<laughs> as long as we're looking for crossover bait, I feel like that's one oh. where we may want to look at. I think Brooke's somewhere right now just like... Had a heart attack just, and just... Yes. just he's... <laughs> He rolling on the why. floor, and all all he can hear is there's just a very dark, low voice in his head saying, find and kill Soren. He doesn't know who Soren is. He doesn't know the context whatsoever. But somewhere in the deepest recesses of his soul, he heard that sentence, and I must pay for it. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, I think it's confirmed to be Valyrian Steel. There's like, no, there's really no other alternative. Can. Yep. I don't get the reference, but... Um, oh, it's a Game of Thrones thing. Uh, sure, of course it is. <laughs> It had, okay, it we, had we, to be. So, so we really need to cut down the references. We're kind of just like hanging Blair out to dry here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. <sighs> okay. So um, then 400 years later, they open it up, and only one, of, one or two of the guys on the crew of like 8 million people know what a hockey mask is. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, understandable, because it is kind of 400 years past the point where hockey was outlawed. Uh-huh. Um, and anyways, so like they're part of a, a, a like a, an extraction crew, but they're just like trying to salvage. Or no, they're, starting, they're part of like a junker crew where they're salvaging stuff to sell. Um, because on, they're going to Earth One because Earth Earth now Earth One, he has fallen to pollution or something. Um, I think? he said he said the soil and the ocean no longer sustain life. So I don't know if it's pollution per se. It could just be you know global warming, etc. Far flung future kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they they live on Earth two, but they came to Earth one to like salvage some shit and sell it, and they come across it. They come across the frozen Jason and the frozen science lady, and uh, they open the they open Jason's tank, and he falls out uh, with the machete. He's like in the like the classic about to slash down with the machete pose, and he's mm-hmm. just like you know it's like an action figure pose basically, mm-hmm. and he falls down, and the force of Jason's frozen corpse falling down, the machete chops straight through someone's arm. Yeah. So, like, off to a really good start. And the, the, the someone is, is, from what we can tell, at least in the two minutes of screen time that he gets, the resident stoner kind of deal. Uh-huh. Uh, his name so is Azrael, right? Yeah, and his reaction is just essentially what you'd think. As soon as he gets the kind of the sedative or whatever, I don't know what, she stabs him with what looks like some kind of, like, medi, medikit kind of mm. deal. And his reaction is essentially just like, ah, oh, you're cute. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that says all you really need to know about that character. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, the first also, of, like, 18 red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's got, like, a uh, fucking rat tail of dreadlocks in the back. Yeah. It's, like, nuts. But It's very yeah. bad. <laughs> There's, like, some, like... It's, like... Blair, have, you ever seen, have you ever seen, like, a baby leopard gecko? Uh, Yes. Their no. tail, you know how their, you know how their tails kind of, like, flare out like, a, like one of those big Christmas lights at the bottom? Uh-huh. Like, that's what he's got. Like, yeah. he's got, like, the, the rat tail, and then it flares out into a giant, like, ponytail that his hair... His hair has a ponytail. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you know terrible. what... You know what's fantastic, Luna? What's this that? isn't This isn't a drunker thing. It's not whatsoever kind of, like, space scavenger deal. It's literally just for the purposes of the field trip. One of the main characters is a professor, right? Um, yeah, Professor and, Lowe. Yes, Professor Lowe. And he is taking these... I think it's three students... And one stu- one of the students is sex bot. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know why. She- Personally, um, I feel like I'm not sure who signed off on her permission slip exactly <laughs> because that seems kind of sketch. It's just like I all mean, right, probably children. The guy who, probably the guy who made her. Well, yes, but well, okay. So 
Mm, okay, that's fair. But just like, hello, <laughs> children, said Miss Frizzle. Get in get in the fucking magic school bus and uh, bring your sex, sex doll or whatever with you. That's the equivalent of what we've got here, except the sex doll talks and punches and shoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is actually the the entire motivation for why they're there. It has nothing to do with junk or nothing. It's literally just... Really? Yes. It's the field trip is why they're there, and the guards are just there in case whatever. And I oh guess my God. Jason... I didn't even see that part. Jason is the in case whatever. Yeah, I, I guess so. I could not follow the plot of this movie. Yeah, I don't think you were meant to. No, I don't. I, mm, plot, plot is somewhat of a... A secondary, a background concern. I feel like calling this a plot is, like, a disservice. I would... But there's so much of it. There's, like, so little, like, slashing. And yeah, like, it's a very bad slasher. So much, like, But a very good comedy. Really, really bizarre <laughs> plot. Well, is it... <laughs> is it really sorry? Okay. Wait, maybe, is it a better or worse than Scary Movie 4? It's, it's a so bad it's good comedy. Which yeah. Which is great, because that's... A, so bad it's good, and B, not even in the genre that it was intended for. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. I mean, there are like three. There are like three funny parts in this movie, and one of them is coming up. One of my. So we got this like. We got two of the two guys who run the ship are. It's Crutch, and do you remember the cowboy's name? No. It was like something stupid, like did he Truck. Even, did he even get named the, the he cowboy? He had a name. Uh, had okay, a name. Well, Everyone has a name. Um, uh, a man has no name. I think it was Dallas. Um, I, yeah, yeah, you know, I it, of course he would be named after Texas. Of course. Yeah. Uh, get, let me see if I can figure it out from. It was yeah, Dallas no. too. No, to um, Dallas. You know, pilot. His name is Lou. I don't know where the fuck you got Dallas from. Um, on the the Wikipedia page, there's someone named Dallas. I just assumed. <laughs> uh, it says it says the pilot's name is Lou. Interesting. Well, he does wear a cowboy hat, so. The uh oh, holy the, shit! Actually, whoa, whoa, you know what? You're right. The, the the Dallas is the one with the cowboy hat, but you know what's great? That's the guy what? who. That's the fucking guy who wrote it. Oh, that's, oh my yeah, god! That's Todd Farmer. He plays the the horny cowboy. <clears throat> the horny cowboy who, after like making some really weird comments about the cryogenically frozen science lady, he says, "I'm so lonely." Yeah. <laughs> Like what a self drag! That's that's, I live for that's it. meta commentary. Actually, that that yeah. has nothing to do with the movie itself. That yeah. is him talking directly to the audience on a human being to human being level. Mm-hmm. We are not five minutes into this movie. No, we're, we're, we no. are. We there's, are. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> uh, so we find out we they take Jason back to the ship for examination, and they Professor Lowe finds out that Jason's worth like a lot of money because collectors want this murder man corpse for some reason mm-hmm. yeah essentially like he, the, 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 he, he's, on, he's on like a call with some like specialist and like the guy the specialist is like he murdered thousands and then disappeared without a trace and i'm like how many how many friday the 13th movies were there he murdered it said it said he murdered 200 did he say 200 200 that's still a lot y- y- yes it is but it's essentially the equivalent of you know those people where, where they, like for whatever godforsaken reason like serial killers have have online fan followings yeah uh-huh. um, this is exactly what that is, and they kind oh of. Oh my! Sorry, no. No, that's uh, you. You can't even. I'm not even making a joke here. They literally called this shit like ten plus years in advance. Oh, oh my god. god! This is so. This is so predictive. This is so. This is so smart. This the, is this. This is the social commentary. 
we've all been needing this from movie, the past. This movie was made by time travelers. Yeah. Like, well, I, they know that hockey's going to get canceled. They know that, I, yeah. I personally can't wait until we on. count down What's for it to What's going to be the canceled? inciting force for hockey getting canceled? I need to talk about this. Um, um, well, we... We knew it was going to get canceled, so we just went all out, and so it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but... Right, but, like, what caused... So, oh, okay, so, like, the fact that we know means that... is the reason that it gets canceled. Yeah. Simul- but do we Damn. want... Don't we you have to think... Compl- Blair, we have to complete the loop. No, we don't want to complete the loop, because the, 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 the timeline in which the loop is completed <clears throat> leads to this movie being real, and I don't think, you know, it, as bad as it is as a movie, <laughs> having to watch something like that happen in real life would be just i couldn't handle it not because of the horror of course just because of everything the human tragedy yeah this i can't even pretend to to have appreciated this movie anymore i wanted to die while watching the movie and i still want to die now having seen it fully yeah yeah it's not great but um so this movie also kind of reveals itself as like a really really shitty alien Mm mm-hmm like the like the movie Alien, like mm-hmm. even even like the final scene where Ripley like kicks the Xenomorph out of the fucking escape pod, mm-hmm. like that's mirrored in this to a degree where like we yeah. mentioned earlier, Jason is stopped by the hurtling comet of a giant. Uh, what's the actor's name? Do we remember? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. By anything. a giant Peter Mensa flying at him at like five thousand miles per hour through space. It's... The beautiful part is that both of them were launched at the same angle from the same place at the same velocity. Jason is coming directly towards us, the viewers, at the screen, and we're seeing it from the perspective of the inside of the spaceship from the people mm-hmm. who are in the escape pod. So he's coming, you know, straight out of the screen, and then the other guy who was launched from the same place. Same angle, everything, somehow has built up enough speed to have gone in a giant semicircle and comes from the right side of the screen ninety like at a 90-degree angle and kicks Jason off screen, where they both hit the fast. atmosphere and die. Presumably, die in, in loose quotes, given how many times we saw Jason die. Oh, my God. Jason lose, leaves like, like loses, like, 75% of his body. And then yeah. comes back as like Mecha Jason. Okay, oh. we. I want to go back to like. Okay, so we we just gotta get through some. We just gotta get through the character deaths. Okay, so J, we find out Jason's with a lot of money, and he gets taken off of the cryogenic freezing, and he wakes up, and then he kills the t- the lab tech who was examining him, and by she kills him by this is my f- probably my favorite death in the movie. It's the most iconic one by far because it's the one that everyone like who I've talked about this movie references. Uh-huh. He dunks her head in a tub of dry ice. And then smashes her dry ice face on the counter, and it, like, slices off a perfect, like, deli slice of her face. Oh my god, it's nuts. Uh, Like, it was a shame because she had the best outfit of everyone in this movie. Yeah, (laughs) which is, I mean, which is essentially being, like, mm, hmm. Let's say the bar bar is low enough that, like, ants kind of have to duck while they go past it. Yeah, it was, like, a... Blue, like a light blue sweater, like knit crop mm-hmm. top with like a yeah. Velvet. I mean, every, everyone else is everyone else couldn't like afford a full t- a full t- <laughs> top of the it top was, half of their wardrobe. Everyone, we everyone, were, buy whatever percent of your outfit you can afford on our shitty salaries, which is why we're even here. In two thousand and one, what we thought the future was going to look like, like we were nuts. So many more earth tones. So many earth tones. You what can did just you think we were doing. You can see, like, if if you had to pick. 
any decade in the last like 50 years and you look at this movie and you'd be like what was the decade that immediately preceded this movie every single person who ever went through the 90s would be able to tell you on first glance that's the 90s yeah i mean no kidding <laughs> it's not it's doing so, a good job like, of hiding this, it this is this is this is early 2000s boy band wardrobe at its finest oh my god it's Jason's like, it's back just in Backstreet. The tips, and that's it. Like, Backstreet's back, all right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, sorry. Okay, so yeah, we she gets iced, and um, we find out that Earth is dead, and Earth Two is alive. Rem- oh, remember and- how she died though? Before the before the actual part where he kills her, do you remember how she sees his hand move? She does the little double take, and then immediately after seeing this this movement from someone that is supposed to have been dead and uh, frozen, she thinks, oh, well, that's fine. I'll turn around again. Uh, we, we do and then know he this. just, like, sits bolt upright, and the camera tracks him a little bit. Like, but you remember in unedited, you, ugh, you remember in unedited footage of a bear where that part where the woman picks up the phone and, it, like, the camera tracks her hand as it moves all weird? Yeah. Like, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. And then she somehow, this this absolute, I don't know where she graduated from, like, ITT Tech or something, but she does not notice this whatsoever. He turns around, gets up. She turns around, sees nobody on the on the operating table, and her instant reaction is not, you know, maybe I should run. It's just, oh, yeah, clean that table pretty well. <laughs> oh my god, everyone! No one is afraid of death in this movie. Well, maybe no maybe maybe they had to watch movies like this beforehand because it kind of. I feel like I <laughs> was think, ready to die like, afterwards. Do you think, like, uh, do you think like, an analogous film to this was played as they like training, like they're like there's something they had to watch for like for the training before they went on this mission? Jesus. Oh my god! For this field trip, there's Jordan Z. Stable time loop within a time loop. Um. Okay. So yeah, she dies, and then also Stony dies in like the most mundane way possible. He just gets stabbed in the gut, and blood flies onto. I don't even remember whose face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so we forgot about this, too. There are these two students whose entire purpose throughout the entire 21st or 20 minutes of the movie that we've seen so far are just literally they're, like, making out. They are about to go have sex. I think they do go have sex. And then you're like, oh, well, you know, if we were wondering who dies next, I don't think we need to be anymore. Yeah, uh, I think my, so my favorite that, thing about that that you kind of glossed over was that like she just had like a machete shaped surgical tool on her table. Just like I know it's the future, but like how to what extent do you need that surgical tool? Like what purpose does that thing serve? It's just a giant chop thing. Uh huh. Oh my god, it's it's crazy. Surgery, crazy surgery, surgery in twenty four fifty five has taken on kind of a cross between medicine and sport. <laughs> Yeah. When they say the most dangerous game, they're actually talking about the medical field at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, no. Uh, okay, so uh, by the way, Soren, we were you were uh, you were right. Lou is the pilot. Dallas is the guy who dies in the video game area who gets his head smashed. Okay. Ah, oh, even better. That's an even better way for the for the fucking director to show or the writer to show up. Yeah. So, um so yeah, Stony dies and his girlfriend Kinsa is like terrified. And, um, like, the Sergeant Brodsky, the guy who fucking, like, sandbat or sacks Jason at the end of the movie, is, um, he, he starts to, like, direct a thing, he starts to, like, direct a task force to, um, fucking, I'm sorry, I'm completely out of it. She, he starts, like, a task they're force to, like, take Jason to, out. 
the the professor at this point is like, hey, I'm, I'll, I'll pay you so that you get him alive, so that you know, because the professor's working on his own angle here, which is for some godforsaken reason he wants to keep Jason alive so he can get the money from whoever's well, on yeah, Earth like too, that's, that's the that's the godforsaken reason. It's he's well, worth a lot of money. Well, the godforsaken reason is I don't know how he became a professor, you know, without having a functioning brain apparently, but uh, that. It's like he's never seen a movie before. But my favorite thing, that what I actually want to point out, is that every time you refer to Stony, it sounds like you're talking about a stoner character. But no, Stony is this guy's name, and there's a separate stoner character who's the guy named, named Azrael. Azrael that we talked about earlier. So we have Stony, and then we actually have the stoner. But he dies pretty soon, so thankfully we don't have to actually worry too much about that. But so um, yeah, Azrael and Dallas are in like a video game simulation thing. And they're, like, fighting, like, dinosaurs or something in the simulation and with guns. And they're, like, Jason walks in and they're, like, uh, please pause the game. I don't know how this, I don't know how this code got in here. And then Jason doesn't stop moving. And then they turn off the game and he's there. And then he breaks Stoney's back and smashes Dallas's skull against a wall. And it, they're both very unsatisfying deaths. Like, we get, like, a, a top-down shot of Jason breaking Stoney's back. But it's, like... He kind of like hits. He kind of like holds him sideways, so like his hip is the first thing to hit the knee. Uh huh. It's, so like, it's if, like if Batman and Bane were done only with like claymation, <laughs> really, really poorly paid for claymation. Uh huh. Like we also get some like weird VR deaths before that, which were like infinitely more satisfying because it was like, oh, literally chop this person in half so he kind of like bends over, you know, like fucking Final Destination style because mm-hmm. the human body is just made of like, like Plastic. meat. It's just meat and no bones. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, in the VR deaths, like Stoney gets like the classic like Jason Cleave from like neck to hip and then Dallas gets his head chopped off, and they're like, okay, stop the video game. Yeah. I was kind uh, of expecting their deaths in the real world to, like, be the same as those, but I guess not. Yeah. They um, rage quit, and then they got forcibly rage quit. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Then, and then they, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, my favorite my favorite working theory there is actually just, <coughs> like, that part of the movie is commentary for what video games are going to be like in the next 30 years after hockey is canceled the people who make like hockey 2 or whatever kind of gruesome ultra violence thing afterwards mm-hmm. they switch to video games that's not part of the movie that's actually just like they split in a trailer for what's going to happen 30 years from now if you rage quit a video game jason comes out and actually murders you <laughs> oh my god like I mean, lever, no more no more lever buster. Games, your your lever your lever your lever penalty goes from five minutes to twenty minutes to the rest of your life. Oh my god! Which is five minutes. <laughs> okay, so they they try and like dock at the station, and the and cowboy man gets like or, sorry cowman rather, uh, he dies. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets like mass he gets like torn to shreds by Jason. I don't even remember how he dies. Wait. He just, we don't see it. We just see blood splatter on the screen in the front of the seat where he was sitting. Yes. He, 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 he turns around, we, sees we, Jason, like, this is what I was talking, gets... This is what I was... Sorry. No, go, go on. on. Go ahead. This is what I was talking about earlier with, like, the guy who knows that all the parts that go into Jason uh, of Friday the 13th but does not know how to actually do them. Like, I've never... I've not, Okay, I'll be honest. I've never seen Friday the 13th before, but I can't imagine, like, they do too many cutaways and just have zero money shot. Mm-hmm. Like, 
they do that so much. There's a scene where someone gets sucked at like a massive like velocity into like a, an air shaft, and it's like there's a grate over it, and she's supposed to be like she. It's implied that she's shredded into little tiny bits. We don't see it. We just see her, and then we see like flesh bits around the grate. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just bad. Right. Okay, wait, so going back to where we were actually after that, um, so we were talking about how Brodsky is, you know, he, he tells the professor that he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take him alive. But to his own soldiers, he's like, no, fuck that, dude. We're going to... We, we, f- he's the one character that has some sense up to this point. It's like, no, fuck that. Kill him. I don't care. Kill him. I yep. just want to keep everyone here alive. And my uh, favorite... We also, we, also, we also skipped over the part where Jason, like, takes, like, slowly disassembles Brodsky's squad by killing them. And, uh... Well, like, no, that's, another, the, part, that's really... the part I'm getting to here. Oh, okay, sorry. Which is... So that happens after Brodsky gives these amends. But the thing to keep in mind here is that Brodsky is, A, a serious authority figure, and mm-hmm. B, black. Mm-hmm. C, he is not the first one to die, which no, is the one is... good thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. Does the other does the other black guy die? I don't remember. I think the other black guy actually lives to the, the end other of the black movie. guy. The other black guy is one of the last five people. He's the one who blows up the escape pod. Right, right, right. He's the he's the hero. He's the yes. Yeah. He's the, the heroic sacrifice. Another analog to Alien. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, so, I, don't, I don't I don't remember the guy. I don't remember if the black guy in Alien was a heroic sacrifice, but he was like the the second to last person to die. But you remember the best part, the one good thing that comes out of this series of really dumb decisions from his squad is like one of the guys almost takes out Jason. He impales him on like some kind of meat hook. And then Brodsky's like, good job. Make sure you keep an eye on the body. And the guy turns his back on the body as he is being told not to turn his back on the body. And it's just like, yeah, check me out. I got him. And and we are watching over his shoulder as Jason just kind of tears himself off the hook. And this guy turns around just in time to get macheted, um, and the, then this is, this is another this is another glory shot glory shot that we get robbed of, where he like or, sorry money shot I keep mixing up glory kill and money shot because I've been playing a shitload of Doom lately. Uh huh. Um, the the money shot is like we see Jason like going for his neck with the machete, and then it cuts right before it, it like chops his head off, and then we cut to a, like in, in like three seconds we see this guy not quite dead, but he's been severed at the waist, and he's just like crawling. He's doing. He's, I, I don't know what kind of like fucking lung training he's had. If he's a professional singer or what, but um, he's showing admirable dedication to getting out like claret, like clarible, full, clarible. What? Yeah, that's know. a word. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, clarible full sentences. I'm really tired. I should point that out. Um, <laughs> it's okay. The, the movie has just haunted my every waking moment since we finished watching it. Yeah, I've like, gotten no rest and snakes are manifesting in my house physically. Um, yeah, like just coherent. Like Yes, he's just, yeah. you can, you know, uh, props to whoever this guy's vocal trainer was because you did a really good job about like sticking to your guns or something. But more importantly, the good the good thing that comes out of the, the one, you know, squad getting picked off one by well, one. Well, there's two scene good things. I, I, there's two good things here. Is the other thing that you're thinking of the bad pun? No, the other good thing I'm thinking about is when Brodsky gets stabbed. Okay, that 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 is a good thing too. But I think I'm talking about more like the grunts getting killed off. Yes. One of the grunts gets fucking slammed into this like, it, I think it's a drill. Um, yeah. But the drill is still going, and so it no, is... No, it's not It's not going. It's just the natural spiral of the drill that causes him to just, like, spin down it. Oh, okay. I thought... Okay. All right. That's great. 
But the, 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 the best fucking thing, the best possible reaction anyone could possibly have to this is this, the female soldier who finds out that one of her compatriots has just been violently murdered like they're all about to be shortly mm-hmm. and just says, looks like he got screwed, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is just absolutely fantastic. That that is the one scene that made the movie worth. I can't even say this with a straight face. I, it was Jesus Christ. It's it's nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. No, no, we just no. It's not nuts. It screws. We just went over this. <laughs> oh God, fuck off. Um, so the the other good thing in the scene that I was talking about is like Brodsky, like or Jason sneaks up on Brodsky and like stabs him through the waist. And, like, Brodsky's, like, like some classic tough guy. She's like, you know, gonna take more than a poke in the ribs. Take down this old dog. And then Jason stabs him with something else. And he's just like, yeah, that'll do it. No, because like- Jason, Jason got the machete off of the operating table from the lady who was trying to operate on him, right? And then afterwards, yeah. he went back. And this is after we completely skipped over... Uh, no, Lo, Lo actually comes after this. Lo dying actually comes after this. I don't know what else he stabbed wait, him with. Because he didn't oh, have a second machete yet. Okay, never mind then. But, wow, this yeah. movie was so bad. I can't even. I watched this less than one day ago, and I can't even keep track of it anymore. Jesus, mm-hmm. um, a clusterfuck. Yeah, like, just nonsense. Absolutely, like a- no coherency or like continuity, even within the the single movie. You know, a, cl- a clusterfuck yeah. with with emphasis on the fuck, really. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> very large emphasis on the fuck. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, so it, it's great. It's just I love that in that moment. Brodsky realizes that he is not in a in a horror movie. He's actually in a comedy because his delivery for the line when he gets stabbed again is just like, "Yeah, that'll do it." It's just like this is this is. I half expected to hear the laugh track after that. Right? It was really funny. Honestly, I laughed like actually, I actually laughed at that shit. Same. Yeah. Um, I just got a quick question here, guys. But um, why do I have in my notes here Jason's immortal cock? Like, I don't remember why I wrote that. Because you kept insisting, like, not I took I took the fucking rational, sane, and reasonable route of thought with regards to Jason's penis. You said <laughs> he is permanently rock hard, and I said you are a fool because necrosis <laughs> necrosis will have taken away what was left of his penis after four hundred years of cryogenical. Be, being in cryogenic stasis anyway, but you kept insisting that he has a giant boner. And also, I'm going to look really quick. Um, Matt took a screenshot of this, of yeah. the part of the chat we were in, when for some reason we also brought up Freddy Krueger here, and uh-huh. we were talking about the twink, honk, twonk uh, <laughs> Power spectrum dynamics. here. Yes, and I'm going to read from the chat. For those of you who are lucky enough not to have had to sit through this yourself, he is a power bottom, though. Why can't you accept the truth, Soren? Is Freddy a power bottom? No, Freddy's a top, despite his twinkish stature. <laughs> Me, reacting to this, I want to die, more than usual. Freddy, <laughs> Freddy is toasty boy, right? I'll settle for switch. Yeah, toasty boy with knife hands. That is that's that is one screenshot in, in actual contextual conversation. I'm not editing this in any way whatsoever. That is the discussion we were having here, and then Luna busts out with Fred, uh, Jason Voorhees' immortal cock. That's not even getting into the puns that were being thrown around about Jason. Jason Voorhees. Jason Hornhees. This is... Uh, someone actually looked up the, the fucking um, Jason parody. XXX porn parody for this. Of course that's a thing. Why wouldn't that be a thing? This movie was like... Uh, you know what? Actually, 
you go watch Jason XXX, the porn parody, and it's actually just Jason X. The movie yeah. is its own porn parody. We completely like skipped X. over the like the horniest scene in this movie. And you, I don't know if that was intentional. Which, are you talking about are you talking about nipples? Yeah. Uh Well, no, which nipples? There were more than one nipple scene. Oh yeah, the, oh, the, I'm talking about the nipple clamp scene. I know it was someone someone in the in the production crew for this movie, either the the director, the writer, or maybe one of the actors really has a nipple fetish. Uh that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, but it's not even like yeah, it's like, like how when, it's like how when you watch an episode of Totally Spies, you can tell what like the writer was specifically jerking off to whenever you watch an episode of it. It's it's rough, dog. It's rough stuff. I don't even want to get just like. Give, it's like give, soft us, give us the rundown porn. of the scene, Blair. No, no, no. no. All right, Blair, I'll, come I'll, on. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. There was so this professor is there <coughs> with his with his students, right? Which is overarching the entire reason they got in this entire mess is because the stupid professor and his stupid students, being the modern day or actually in the future equivalent of Miss Frizzle, being whatever kind of dumb fuck they want to do they're like let's go to earth one let's release this frozen mass murder what's the worst that could happen um and one of the students is like uh professor we really need to talk about my midterm grade which is why i swear to god that's exactly she really says that we need to talk about my grade uh and th- that alone should suffice to explain why this movie is a porn parody of itself they don't even <laughs> go for any kind of subtlety whatsoever Cut to the next scene, which is the professor, a middle-aged man in a negligee, being having nipple clamps applied to him by a student, combined with you know like porn dialogue. I, I mm, mm. and then and then when he climaxes, which I'm yes, you pass, you pass. Oh God, Uh, you know honestly, I why did we have to go over the scene again, Luna? I yeah. Blair brought I, it up. I brought it up. But if, we, if we're going to talk about how, like, erotic this movie is, we can't, like, not mention that. Just saying. I yeah, want to die. Way. I want to die. Yeah. Okay, so we... You signed up we, for this. Like, Fuck you. So the fucking... The, 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 the security guard's team just gets completely massacred, but he somehow survives with, like, you know, just taking stabs to the gut instead of, like, through the chest or losing body parts or anything. Um, and then we kind of lose track of Jason, but he just, like, exercises his, his, um, his Jason power, which, for the uninitiated, is just, like, he really could, like, if there is a cool kill to happen, he just kind of will, like, show up. Mm-hmm. Like, he has, like, they never really bo- no one, like, no one who makes a Friday the 13th ever bothers to explain, like, his motions, like, how he gets from point A to point B to point C. He's just, like, he's there if he needs to. Like, if he is, if you've been in a room for 90 minutes and ne- no one is coming through the front door, he will still somehow be in your closet despite having been outside the room for 80 minutes. He's the very mm-hmm. angry, angry, murderous equivalent of the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so Jason, like, busts through, this is Jason busting through I was talking about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> he, like, busts through this giant glass pane in, like, the control center, and everyone runs off, and they're like, wait, where's Professor Lowe? And then we cut back, and Jason grabs the machete from Lowe, uh, his old machete, and Lowe's like, oh, you just want that. He was like, guys, he just wanted his machete. And then we don't see he Lowe turns die. his He turns his back to Jason while this is going on, and all you see is the tip of the machete being raised behind his head. And you're like, oh, well, you, honestly, you had it coming. Yeah. yeah. So, again, another death Literally, in see. some senses. <laughs> so... 
Uh, and then this is where... Hang on a second. Is this where KM uh, uh, starts her... No, no, no. We missed the part where, um, Soren, you asked about when this movie was made because of the giant explosions of the spaceship that happens. Uh, yes. Um, there's there's this one scene... Wait, so- hold on. I just got to... Just real quick. So, Lo gets decapitated. Uh, Crutch, who we kept calling Crunt for some reason. Uh, yeah. It's actually... Hey, hey, please, please be polite to Scrimmy Binkus and the Crunchy Springus. <laughs> That's his name, and you won't address him anything otherwise. I, uh, I don't know if it's is it possible for us to access the uh, chat transcript because I actually want to see the variety of names we went through for this poor character well, there was who's clunt, just doing there was his clunt? best. I think there was Clunt. Someone uh-huh. said he's Crump because he personally he was just kind of crumping his way through the movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, we we are all we much. are all crumping our way through this movie. We yeah. are all crumping our way through this cruel, cruel world. Yeah, uh, there's grunt certainly. We are, uh, we are all, um, we are all kingdomly, radically uplifting, mighty praising through this world. Yes, mm-hmm. that is yeah, what crump stands for. By the way, I, I, I looked it up. That's a hundred percent, absolutely. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's some nonsense. Um. Just so. just talking about this movie makes me feel slightly less valuable as a human being for having yeah. seen it. But just think about so, the downloads we're gonna get. <laughs> so they're so they're trying to um get like Doc at the station Solaris and Kinsa, whose boyfriend Stony got killed earlier, she has a panic attack and uh, tries to launch the escape shuttle but fucks it up. Mm-hmm. And she, she like, there's still a thing connecting this the escape shuttle to the ship. So basically, what happens is she like. She tries to blast off, but it just kind of, like, tethers itself, and she just, like, blasts back into the spaceship. Mm-hmm. So the spaceship is now, you know, there's, like, a tear in the hole. The spaceship is sustaining critical damage. Other blah, 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 jargon, blah, 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 the usual stuff. You know, like, uh, all, all, all readings critical, Captain, blah, you know what. You Every other fucking sci-fi show you've ever seen, insert whatever catchphrase fits best mm-hmm. in your own head. Mm-hmm. But... The great, the real unfortunate implications of this is the fact that the spaceship, is, and this is all while the you know the spaceship that these guys are on is trying to dock to another station, um, called like uh, Solaris. I think. Solaris, yeah, yeah. So we're on we're on Grendel, and mm-hmm. we're trying to dock with Solaris. Solaris has these two upraised kind of pillar structures. Yeah, one might even call them towers, and um, this ship kind of mm, there are unfortunate implications let's say and yeah. so while, watch, while watching this scene I was very perturbed and kind of wondered exactly when they got the go ahead to uh, to film this it turns out that it premiered in Germany in July 24th 2001 so this is uh, just just close enough to be ahead of the curve but mm-hmm. also close enough to be very very uncomfortable because it came out in April 2002 in the United States, which would uh, have led to some less than pleased reactions, I imagine. I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure the only people who have ever seen this movie were all in the, the stream, like, yeah. stream last night, so I think it's okay. <sighs> Alright, so the, we show back up with Sunaran and his, his fuck robot, who is like dressed like Blood Rain now? Mm-hmm. Yes, he, got a, he, he, he gave her a quote-unquote 
combat upgrade. Yeah, this uh, is, this which, is the part, which sounds this is the like a euphemism of... given what you've seen so far in this movie. I believe that is the one time in the movie it is probably not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, but um, so he she she shows up and she just like it's like again this is like the Ripley at the end of Aliens where she's got the giant like yellow combat mech thing to like fight off the xenomorphs with. Mm-hmm. But she does like a. She does like like my favorite part. One of my favorite parts of this movie is she does like eight cart flips to close the distance between her and Jason. Jason's just like standing there, I guess, and she just like kind of delivers him like a light kick on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not uh, even a very hard one. Like his head doesn't even move very far. Yeah, it it um. But she does beat the shit out of him. She knocks him onto a table, um, which is, uh, for some stupid reason, elect- still electronically powered, and has the nanite stuff that they used to resurrect the science lady from 2001 or whatever. And she shoots him in, like, the arm and the leg and the head, and he's presumed he, dead, but we still have, like, total, His total body mass <laughs> is about 30... Bless you. His total Thank body you. mass is about 30% of what it was immediately prior to this fight. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, so, but the, th- the thing that, the thing that I, I know this is like, I'm questioning the continuity of Jason X, but like, in what world would a table be able to like get severed from its wall, but still have the electricity to recreate his body with the nano technology? No, you're right. That's that's definitely that's the only unrealistic part of this. Besides, <laughs> that, yeah, everything besides else. Besides that, everything out. else made sense. You know, it was yeah. this part that kind of this began. The, the the process of questioning everything we'd just seen until then, things were relatively one to one. But when when the when the table with the nano machines resurrected the undead four hundred year old serial killer who has been warping around and cutting people up with machetes that should have been broken, that was the part where I was kind of like, you know, where I feel like they could have tried harder. Yeah. I don't, yeah. have to, I don't have to put up with this. <laughs> yes, you do. You, 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 I, I'm the guest. This is literally your show. Your job is to put up with this. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Jason comes back and he he beats K, he beats KM14 and by just like giving her a nice little punch to the face and her head just like just like pops off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, like he literally just he like backhands her and her head goes flying, and it's like a clean cut to the neck. It's it's one she has, she has a robot, to be fair. like that, it, that probably is how she's assembled. That's yeah. that's true, but you would think that the wiring and shit would actually make it worse that way. But then again, that would involve you thinking, which is generally a bad idea where this movie is concerned. But wait, wait. You remember how I told you I had a really dumb joke that I didn't want to tell you yesterday? Yes. That mm-hmm. I was going to save till now. Yes. This is the least... In, in this era, watching this movie now... 2016 Anna the year of our lord by the Gregorian calendar. Yes. His new name is the least threatening name I can possibly think of. Wait for it. The he has he is now bulletproof. Bullets that were kind of pushing him back earlier are now bouncing off and his metal mask also somehow got upgraded from the uh, electric nano machine thing. Please don't ask. And it's now like <laughs> metal the cover he looks actually, like he looks like the shredder in the live action in the live action no TV he looks he looks movies. like he looks like the t-1000 yeah no he does the he is best, the t-1000 this is canonical the best part of this mm-hmm. is that the the fucking cover of the dvd cover actually has on the left side his old mask on the right side his new mask uh-huh. and in the middle his machete held up with the reflection of the screaming scientist lady, which is beautiful. I don't know what kind of modern day Picasso they got to do this. Actually, Picasso—that's a horrible—that's a horrible, that's a horrible uh, 
uh, reference that, that looks nothing like that. But I don't know what kind of genius they got to do it, but it's it's beautiful. It's one of the mm-hmm. greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. But his new name, wait for it, it's Uber Jason, <laughs> which at the time when this movie had come out might have been fantastic or whatnot, but in, in this day and age, it just sounds like Jason got killed, he lost his head, his arm, his leg, got electrified, his nano machines took him over, gave like gave him a nice sick mask upgrade, and now he drives people around for a day job. <laughs> I have no idea where that joke was going. There's absolutely no way that you can tell me with a straight face that the name Uber Jason actually sounds threatening in the world we live in now. That's Uber, the sequel. Uber Jason, Uber Jason, and my partner, Lift Freddy. <laughs> That's the sequel. Uh, so, I also, while we're, while we're, so while we're talking about the poster for this movie, I also want to take a note. Like, imagine the knife isn't there. How long is Jason's face if that knife isn't there? It's it's pretty it's pretty. Look, the nano machine. Listen, the nano machines had the side effect of turning his face into a pancake. Oh my god! No, the sequel to this movie is like a slice of life comedy. I love that. Actually, about give, give me give me one second, really quick. I'm gonna do a cursory measurement. It's not gonna be 100 percent accurate. Okay, so judging by the scale of his eye, which we can see here, and mapping that to a regular human, which he's not, but he's got the same kind of anatomy, facial structure, all that. His eyes are about five eye widths apart. So his nose is five inches wide, and the entirety of his head is about 18 inches. He has an 18-inch head. Are you looking at the cover art? You... No, let me pull that up right now. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's like it's like the DS effect. You know, like how like the Nintendo DS, like there was there was always that gap right. between the top and bottom screen, but you, yeah. it would always be like a, a one, like immediate, like as soon as something left the top screen, it would come on the bottom screen immediately. So essentially, canonically, Freddy or Jason is. Uh, see, I'm getting confused because we talked about that other fucking uh, lift Freddy joke. Um, canonically, what this is telling me is that Jason is the anthropomorphic personification of hole up, weed and bottom text. Yeah. <laughs> this entire, my entire, um, feature on this episode has been purely to lead up to that joke. I'm signing off now. I will see you guys in whatever afterlife we end up in for this. Yeah. Thanks. Right, we're, we're almost done with this movie. We're almost done. I've, I've think- been done with it since I was watching it. So, okay. Um... So Waylander is the other black guy that we mentioned who sacrifices himself to ki- to set off the charges and while uh, while everyone else runs away, uh, Jason survives but as is not in a great spot. But he punches a p- he's on the outside I think, and oh no sorry he's still on the inside but it's a different inside kind of. He punches yeah. a hole through the hole and this is the part where I was talking about earlier where a woman gets sucked through a grate because the you know, the air pressure is like all leaving the thing, so it's like trying to suck her out. It's such and a drawn up scene with no tension whatsoever. Really that is. feel that feel that feel when she gets the suck. Hey. <laughs> I thought you left. <laughs> no, I actually I was thinking about it and then I, I realized I had a greater purpose, a greater duty, and it was to make the suck joke. <laughs> That's that's my greater purpose or duty in every social situation I end up in. Uh-huh. So don't, don't take it it's personally. Noble. Okay, so then we come up on the third good thing that this movie does, where they Jason goes into like the same area where he killed Dallas and, and uh, Azrael earlier, like the video game area, and they load up a simulation of Camp Crystal Lake, and there are two naked like twenty somethings, 
And they're like, they're talking about all, like, it's a weird, like, self-drag where they're like, we love premarital sex and drinking and smoking weed and all the stuff that leads, like, us people to get killed in slasher movies. And then they climb into a sleeping bag and then we cut away from it and we come back to Jason just, like, doing the same thing that he did in one of the earlier Friday the 13th movies where he just, like, slams one of them uh, against the other and then slams one of them against a tree to kill them both. He uses this motherfucker to beat up that motherfucker. Yes, yeah. it's, but the thing it is, actually, it was actually funny, and like someone in the chat commented that this, that this movie is not smart enough to make a joke that smart. Yeah, it, the, the best part is that this is actually like this is we're, we're talking they they are completely topless, like exposed breasts, nipples, and everything. Yep, this is this is an actual something that could be straight out of a softcore porno, and that's uh-huh. not that is not the height of the sexual dumb fuckery that goes on in this movie. That's the saddest yeah. part. They put yeah. in what could actually have been straight ripped out of, like, I, I don't even know, um, Camp Sluts 25. I don't know, I don't know porn titles these days, whatever. And and that that's straight up, take it out of the DVD, just stick the footage in, and that's not the dumbest sex scene that happens in this movie. Yeah. Okay, so last part of the movie, very last part. We it's our it's everyone's favorite part of this movie that we've talked about so far. Mm-hmm. So Jason and uh, Brodsky get like expelled out of the the ship, but the um the thing they get expelled on like explodes, and Jason is like propelled back towards the ship, and it looks like he's about to come. He's like inches away from the window. He's like coming in hot, and then boom! Brodsky comes in with a fucking tackle, saving the day with like two seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. Sends him into the end zone, by which I mean the uh, atmosphere of Earth 2, and they both burn up and die. But Jason's mask falls to the bottom of the lake, and then we get the, the shh, 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 sound. Yeah. Did you, oh, don't forget, there are two teenagers at a different, uh, what, what we're, you know, kind of d- implied to be like some kind of analog to the original Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then the mass at the bottom of the sea, we get a close up on it, and we get the classic Jason sound like I just did. I'm not gonna do it again. Shh. Except you actually, you, you did yeah, it again. yeah, she did it again. She did uh, that. Yeah. And then the movie's over. She, she got those critics gagging. Shh, 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 she did that. <laughs> so that's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> movie, so, movie. In the loosest film, sense of the word, experience. Let's go. Let's experience. Experience right. is a good one. Let's go ahead and do a quick round table on uh, how many out of five. Um, Blair, what are you thinking this week? Uber Jasons? Uber Jasons or nipple clamps? Uh, uh, actually, fa- fa- just just detached nipples. Just detached nipples. Okay, so sorry. On a scale of zero to five detached nipples, how many are you give in this movie? If we're actually like on on, on a scoring scale. Like zero point point two five. If I could go negative, I would. I feel like I have actually lost part of what is good and pure about my life and myself for having seen this movie. Uh-huh. But if I'm to take you literally and and give it out of detached nipples two, because that is how many detached nipples there actually are in the movie. And for whatever reason, we are treated to a nice close up shot of it. Yeah. Um, so. I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie like I gotta give two ratings for it like as an actual just like as a movie as is I'm gonna give it like a 
maybe like a point five. No, I'll bump it up to a one because there were like a couple of actually funny things that this movie did. I feel like they mm-hmm. were all and like there, there were a couple. There were a couple of in, well, no, I mean like the, the, the obvi- like the I'm so lonely line and the that'll do it. That was obviously a joke. And the the whole hologram scene where that movie made a joke that was like five thousand IQ points smarter than this movie has any right to like make. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like, fair. That was that, I thought that was actually really funny, but like the rest of it is just like absolute garbage. But and it doesn't even have very good like kills like you expect out of a slasher movie. But if you're gonna get if you're gonna like have a couple friends over and drink some and watch a movie, I don't think there are very many better horror movies to watch with the experience with the expectation of it being bad as long as you got a couple of beers in you. Yeah, um, I would as a movie just like compared to like all cinema so that so that's like a four, that's like a 4.5 detached nipples out of 5 on the bad movie fun time scale <laughs> as like as a slasher movie i would say it's not terrible it's mm-hmm. probably it's pretty mediocre i'd probably give it a 2.5 um, as a movie like in the greater context it's very bad and probably mm-hmm. would give it a, like a 0.5 you know yep well, i'm right. glad we all give it the the around the same so point if we're going to average those out we give it a total of 1.25 out of 15 which yeah. is about what it deserves is you know like <laughs> eight, we we give it an eight <coughs> percent and actually funnily enough i was looking up the ratings for troll 2 earlier because a, a ref a just i was i was going to say uh, hold on sorry sorry did you say 1.25 out of 15 yes yeah how, if we what, add all of our if you point, add all of our what how what is that that's, you okay, you, add, you average, but then you also add the total. No, no, you gave it a one, right, Luna? Yeah. And oh, you gave sorry? it a one. I thought you also gave it a point five. My bad. Okay, so then it's a one point seven five out of fifteen, which bumps it up to like a twelve percent. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There we go. I thought you. I, I thought all, both of you gave it point fives, and I gave it a point two five. But you were generous. Okay, so now it has it has breached double digits, which is more hey, than yeah. I was expecting. Mm-hmm. That's that's something. That's not nothing. Yeah, certainly. All right. So I know we're running long, but I kind of I still kind of want to do that thing where we try and pitch a sequel to this movie. I still stand by like a slice of life comedy about um, Jason. Yeah, shit. Someone already did a job for us. Like, yeah, I, yeah. It's fucking Jason. So, like, is an Uber let's just let's just let's just go over a couple of the details of this Uber Jason movie. I just want to like cover some fine points. Um, Freddie so, and Jason are in a gay relationship. Yes, obviously. But which Freddie or which, which Freddie is this? Is this still the one who played it in the most recent adaptation? Um, what was his name? Uh, we're trying to pin down exactly which uh, uh, twink power Haley, top Haley Joel Freddie this is. Is that is that Haley- the one that's playing him? Haley Joel Osment played Freddy Krueger. Is this a I'm, joke? Hold on, uh, it's a it's a three it's a three name. It's not Haley Joel Osment. Jackie Earl Haley. That was it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because you scared the shit out of me <laughs> for a like, second there. What? I was yeah. I I wasn't sure if I had had a stroke and 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 where exactly which parallel universe I had fallen into, but. <laughs> now, I'm, you now, imagine? I'm, now I'm actually thinking about that, and and that's. I'm very uncomfortable, so I, <laughs> please retract ever having made that joke. Okay, oh so, so what? Who else is who else is in this movie? Like, what, what's the what's the central conflict of Uber Jason and well, Freddy? Is it is it, is it is it is it them feuding because they they work for different companies and like there's a lovers feud between them? Yeah, it's like a two man play. You I know? like it. I like it. Um, it's a stage adaptation. Actually, it's, it's, it's not so much. Actually, film. it's actually essentially. Romeo and Juliet, as told by rideshare companies. Okay. Uh huh. And then, and then Jason and Freddie both like get advice. Two from companies, some, like, 
Two companies both alike in dignity in this <laughs> fair Austin. <laughs> See, both... I actually I slipped in a pun there that you guys won't get because I live in Austin and anyone who happens to live in Austin knows that the rideshare place that has replaced Austin, uh, Uber and Lyft, which are both now illegal here, is called Fair Austin. Nice. Wow. Why is Uber and Lyft illegal in Austin? I, you know, I wish I knew. I tried not to think about it too hard. Uh, maybe because Freddie and Jason had a lover's quarrel. I don't yeah. Know. Because they, they, had, they, they saw the risks beforehand and took steps to ward them off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, do you think that they get uh, advice from, like, their customers? Like, like accidental advice where, like, they're, like, the customer is on a phone call in the backseat and, like, they say some really poignant shit and Freddie's like... I should apologize to Jason. It's really, it's it's like really cerebral. Okay. And like, I'm it's in like it. really artsy. Um, uh, it's it's only playing at like this like this one theater in like uh, downtown Minneapolis. So I, like I don't it. know if you can make it, but uh, like in the next couple weeks, I've put a lot of effort into this movie and like wrote the screenplay myself. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh. <laughs> So, hope you can make it. Thanks All for right. patronizing my art. Alright, so now that we've spent an hour and 15 minutes on Jason X, we're going to move on to questions. Do we have any? We do, actually. Um, the first one comes from the user Trampoline, who just says, horny? With an E and H-O-R-N-E-Y. Uh-huh. The E is really the most important part of it. It really is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Confirm. Responses? I'm going to say the yes. Ru- the yes. rumor Confirm. come out. The rumor come out. Does Jason is gay? Does Jason this, this, is horny. Uh, our next question yes. comes from Tumblr user Genji Main, who uh, who says the rumor come out. Does Jason is horny? I, I actually completely forgot I sent that ask. <laughs> I kind of I kind of set myself up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have an actual question from Tumblr user Rise of the Common Woodpile, mm-hmm. uh, my friend Michelle, who asked, "What other horror franchises would you like to see go into space?" All friend of, of the show Michelle wants to know. Um, let's get Paranormal Activity, but in space. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Uh, I was about to say Amnesia in space, but that's just pretty much Soma, so. Yeah, like literally, though. Yeah. Well, not literally, because it's underwater, but it's still I, sci-fi. Yeah, but I get I, you. I, you know, actually, I've seen enough of the LP to know that it is, in fact, underwater. I still associate Soma as a space game. Because it's, there, it's like, really sci-fi-y, yeah. you know? So. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Five Nights at Freddy's. In space. Oh my god! Five, yes. five, five Nights at Mercury's. Yes. Oh, I'm so into it. Yes. Okay. Well, so now- Nothing could possibly go wrong as you watch the, the fucking animatronics just floating towards you <laughs> in zero gravity. Oh my- <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna move on to the last part of the show, where we make recommendations about stuff that we want you guys to check out. Mm-hmm. You know, recommendations. Yeah, like recommendations, like the thing you do when you recommend things. Yeah, um, recommend do you guys have things. anything to recommend uh, off the bat? Do you need a second to think? Because I've got mine lined up. Not uh, you can go first, but I have mine. All right. So my recommendation this week is the, um, I don't remember when it came out, but it was recent, the video game Anatomy. Um, mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a, a very recent, but um, very intentionally PS1 looking game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's got like VHS tracking like bars across it all the time. It's just like from the perspective of a video camera, there's no jump scares. It's just entirely like it's just entirely like aesthetic and environment, and it's astounding. 
It's like you can watch a complete let's play of it. It's about an hour long. Um, the Super Best Friends Play channel actually did it for their first episode of uh, this this year's uh, Shitstorm, which is their annual hot, like October long horror game thing, which I also mm. highly recommend because it's really good this year. This is the first year that I'm actually like watching it actively, and it's really good. Nice. But, um, yeah, Anatomy, I recommend it. Check it out. Play the game yourself if you can. Watch a Let's Play if you can't. Anatomy. Yeah. Um, my recommendation this week um, is the podcast Rose Buddies, which is mm. um, yeah, it, which is uh, Griffin McElroy and his wife Rachel McElroy um, watching uh, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and other sort of like dating shows because that's what they're really into, and just, like, talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never watched a single episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, and I, you don't really need to, which is thankful, because it's, like... Two hours it's like a, a week. It's a two-fucking-hour production, um, and I just don't have time for that or the patience for it. But um, they make it... They're the cutest. The cutest I know, couple. they're so cute. So cute, um, and just, like, so funny, Um and just, I don't know, it's it's probably the highlight of my week, honestly, when the new episode comes out. So, it's up highly there. recommended. What do you got, Soren? This isn't, as far as horror goes, this is this is a, a very interesting mix. This isn't, strictly speaking, horror in any way. I had... Well, uh, I mean, Blair just recommended Rose Buddies. That's fine. Full disclosure, I had no idea we were going to be recommended a- a- anything. I came into oh, this so you, completely so you know this blind. Oh, no, I warned you, I'm a fucking weenie. There's a reason I don't go in for horror things. Literally, the only reason that I am involved in this whatsoever is because I trusted you. And given the, what you just made me sit through, I was wrong to trust you and will never do so again. Mm-hmm. But, um, gr- again, with Griffin McElroy and his friend uh, Nick, Carboys, which yeah. starts off, it starts off just, it's it's a driving simulator. BMNG.drive. Um, yeah, um, it's just two guys kind of fucking around with with the the physics engine here, which has some extremely kind of mind bending Junji Ito kind of fuck ups. Yeah, um, the the universe collapses in on itself at semi regular intervals um, mm-hmm. f- from when two things go vroom too fast at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very it's very pedestrian as far as it just regular let's play stuff for the first about four episodes or so, and then they find out when they accidentally um, spawn a school bus and are kind of throwing it two hundred mile, miles into the air, they find out that there is actually a character spawning inside the uh, the school bus, and then it goes kind it of, goes very it goes very there. downhill from there, and we end up kind of cosmic horror. A couple episodes later, let's just say, don't trust mannequins. If you see any crash test dummies around you, run. Just yeah, don't bust. Trust busto them. is coming for you. Two bustos, double busto. Which I, I made this joke earlier, by the way, but um, double busto sounds like a move out of Dragon Ball Z. You have your kamehameha. You have yeah. your gallic gun. You, you know have what? Actually, your it double sounds busto. like double busto sounds like uh of like the way someone says a stand power in. In Jojo's Adventure, <laughs> double busto. Ore stando no power, double busto. You can okay. Hold up. You know, you know, honor of the fact that part four of this anime is airing. I will do this as the main villain of the anime, <laughs> Kira Yoshikage. Give it, to me, give it to me. When he does, when he when he calls out, um, his his stand is based around bombs. For those of you who don't know what this is, a stand is basically like your psychic. 
um, power, it, it, you know, anthropomorphic personification of your psyche with whatever abilities. Now, this guy can turn things into bombs by touching them. But when he has the hammiest way of announcing that he's about to do this, and I only know it in Japanese. I don't know what the English translation is exactly. But he goes, Daisan no Bakudan, Baitsa Dasto, which is, uh, these are all Queen references. That is literally a reference to another one bites the dust. Yeah. And oh so my god. In this, in this, I don't know how to say four in Japanese, um, but uh, just Daisan or Dai four no Bakudan, double busto. It is. This is. This could be straight out of the dub, and you know. <laughs> I'm so s- excited. I, 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 I cannot I wait I for. Have... I can't wait for double busto to show up as an antagonist in part eight. That, that's actually yeah. That's he's the final boss. The universe is collapsing in on it. In and you know. That won't even be the weirdest thing that's ever happened in JoJo. But let's not get too far sidetracked. Go watch Carboys. It comes out every Thursday. Um, you can just look for it on YouTube, Carboys, and it'll have the episode titles and everything. And even if you don't watch all the way up to the Cosmic Core stuff, it's actually pretty hilarious because the God Emperor Busto of the universe, when we first see him, is just kind of hang around doing the nene. Um, yeah. So it's it's a fun ride in more than one way. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check it out, and that's yeah. the closest I've got for you for horror. Nice, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Um, so we're we're all done. Uh, if you want to send us an email or an ask or something, we have our uh, email fearbaiting at gmail.com. We have our Tumblr fearbaiting and our Twitter fearbaiting. Um, if you uh, Soren, where can people find you? Uh, I I'm Tumblr user at Genji Man G E N G I M A I N. Um, or you can just, if you want to reach me for any reason whatsoever, I, I didn't provide anything of interest here. You can ask Luna. Luna will forward any questions to me, and I will continue <laughs> to make obscure anime references um, until the day I die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, yeah, you can you can find more of those. All right, mm-hmm. uh, you can find me uh, on Tumblr and Twitter. I'm Chie Shadownaka for the month because it's the reason for the season. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Blair Kitch, uh, or you can find me on tumblr at bramblepelt.tumblr.com alright and that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting guys this is the longest episode we've ever done (laughs) completely undeservedly so I hate that movie I never want to see that movie again full disclosure please save yourselves don't watch the movie but but kind of do if you want to suffer yeah well thanks for listening to Fear Baiting guys we'll see you next Monday and Soren say the line what what? I sent you the line in Skype fuck send it beforehand I'm sorry, I thought you knew it. No, uh, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere.